Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to this week's episode of Hollow Weekly. Nick and Trevor here with a new series. This is going to be a four-parter. Sure. Boom, 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 boom. We were going to try to start. I wanted to ideally start it at like the top of the month, but then I realized a block of episodes is a block of episodes. Yeah. I, Who gives a shit? No. Let's take the pressure off. <laughs> our, t- our timing now. Our, t- yeah, with, yeah. our timing is a little. We got a little jazz right. our timing. You never yeah. know when it's going nah. to hit. That's right. uh, this is the series we are calling, calling the From Hell series. So not, not the Johnny Depp, Jack the Ripper film. We are talking uh, the, the concept is the blank from hell yes and today's episode we are starting with is the roommate from hell mm-hmm. with the and let me make sure i get the the date right here i believe it was 19 yep 1992's mm-hmm. single white female may i have your attention please they're coming to get you barbara i i don't know what real anymore all right something even more terrible than you I like smack dab in the middle of the from hell movies like because they were big oh then, was it a craze this yeah, was yeah, the yeah yeah i think that was where it was like full full blown because it's it's like a high budget movie it made it made <laughs> and i'm looking at the box office here uh this is a 92 dollars i believe 84 yeah. million that's a lot hubba man. hubba that's a lot for that Damn. that's a lot a lot because a lot of movies like back in that day, I think they'd come out and they'd be like, "Can you believe it? We made thirty million dollars." <laughs> exactly, yeah. You're like, you know, nowadays you hear like <laughs> any other film making thirty million dollars, and it's like, "Oh, okay, great." Yeah. But this movie back in ninety ninety two getting pulled in eighty four. That's a lot, yeah. Um. So the first the first episode we're doing is is the roommate from hell. Um. There's a movie that we I have not seen that I've always wanted to see. Um. Which I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, is this is going to be the, the tenant from hell? Yes. And that's going to be Pacific Heights. Yes. Did we say this was a single white female? This one's single white female. Yeah, I, yeah. I I'm run- we yeah. It was single white <laughs> female. I'm just running through the gamut yeah, of what yeah. we have. So we're going to do a single white female. And then you had a recommendation for The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Hand That Rocks the Cradle. And that would be the Babysitter from Hell. Babysitter from Hell. That is a. Oh, like the, the nanny, I think. The nanny slash babysitter yeah, from yeah. hell. Because I think she lives with him. So it's like. Oh, the old para from hell. God, <laughs> that's the French version. That's nice. That's pretty. Um, and then the fourth one we want to leave up to the listeners. So yes. I will uh, post this episode on Instagram and then probably do like a little Insta story mm-hmm. where people can like submit because I just want to see what people, people there's say. There's a lot. Yeah, there's, I feel like there's a lot. Mm-hmm. And whatever seems to be the consensus, we'll just try to do. There's like no real official ways. We'll just, no. yeah. So just go in there and vote like hell. Yeah. yeah. It'll, and it'll, it'll have, it'll mean something. <laughs> so we'll put that, we'll put that in there and we'll leave it up to the viewer's choice. Um, but these are, these are all movies that I personally haven't seen mm. before. You would, you were familiar with single white female quite a bit, yeah. right? Yeah. Like the, the, the chunk that we're doing right now is pretty much all of my prime movie going experience. Oh really? I didn't know that. Like, yeah, like all those movies are like prime, like Friday night. There it is. Let's go see it. Oh, so you saw like the real deal. Holy field version of these. Yeah. 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 Every Friday night we'd go see something. And it's like, these were like some of the bigger ones that we'd go see in the nineties. Yeah. Nineties from hell movies are like classics for me. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, cause it was, it was just so such a, it's like, it's like the diehard premise. Like once Die Hard hits, you're like, oh, it's, everything's just Die Hard and whatever. Or, or oh, not. right. And this is the same thing. It's like whatever from hell. Once you've 
once they figured out that formula, which I think they did. Right. I'm not sure when the first type where of movie like the, that is, but like, but the 80s and 90s just like took it, and ran with it. So, because people just, I think, just would, and like that was just the right time for those types of movies. Yeah, you get the, you get in these rhythms where you know, like the for I think horror, like the torture porn seems yes. to be one of the more recent phases of yeah, yeah. of we can just make a lot of these like the self referential type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we saw this movie, God, a couple months ago now. It's, mm. been, it's been a minute. We've been sitting with it for a while, but yeah. I've been thinking about it a lot. Like I, this movie really hit the spot. Yes. Um, yes. We saw it at, cause we were just talking about this. If you haven't listened to this, I, I've probably posted the bonus evil dead episode by now, or I think that'll be going this weekend. I think. Yeah. Cause this will come on Thursday. <laughs> that one, keep it out there. Um, you know, we like to talk about where we, how you view the film mm-hmm. does affect yes. how you feel about it. Yes. And definitely. this was our first adventure, because we are a Los Angeles podcast, to the Los Feliz 3. Yes. That I was mean, your first time there, right? That was it. Or had you been there before? Do you remember? No, I've never been there before, actually. So this was our fresh. Yeah, yeah. Going in there. Yeah. Great theater. I've been in that area, and you've been in that area as well, but we've never been to the theater. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'd go to the restaurant. There's a restaurant there. There's House of Pies. We got pies afterwards. Oh, yeah, yeah, we got, yeah. <laughs> we got pies afterwards. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we had a quite, we had a nice little evening. <laughs> we saw a single. Oh, I think it was because I think it was my anniversary. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was taking off. I was like, I'm seeing the single white female for, for our anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy honey. anniversary. I'll bring back. I'll bring back pie. <laughs> it seems like a, it seems like a fairly even uh, even trade. That theater though is like fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you're familiar with you know like the theaters in L.A., you know a lot of like the first one usually comes up is like the New Beverly, uh, the Los Feliz Three, the Arrow in Santa Monica, mm-hmm. the Egyptian. Uh, there's you know there's a handful of others. Uh, Vidiots, which just opened up. Yeah. Oh, what's playing at Vidiots on August 29th? <laughs> what? what was, oh, yeah, we got to plug for, it for a second. I was like, what the fuck is happening? No, we got to plug it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. idiots just opened up. They have their 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 big theater, which is awesome. It's all the angry black girl and her monster there, which I really want to do an episode yeah, on. Yeah, it yeah. was. I'm gonna say this right now. I'm gonna put on my favorite horror movie of the year. Nice. Random thing to put into the single white female from hell series, <laughs> yes. but like here we are. Yeah, yeah. But idiots just opened up. Yeah, yeah. And they have a, a cool little micro theater. And we got to plug the movie. Yeah. Um. I got eating car as our movie into it. And it's play, yeah, play August 29th, which is basically like six years and a day to when we wrapped principal photography. Isn't that crazy? It was actually 28th, I think, was the day. I thought it was the 29th for some reason, but 28th. And 28th is a holiday anyway. So it's like Labor Day, I think, or one of those So days. people have the day off. Well, they'll have the day before. Oh, they'll have the day before off. So yeah, they'll yeah. be refreshed. Yeah. And then they'll go back into work and be like, oh, this sucks. I need to escape reality for a little bit. You'll see in cars. At Vidiots. Yeah. And Eagle Rock. One time show, one time showing. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, I mean, it's it's free. If, if you hear this and you want to come, you're more than welcome. It's free and Vidiots is cool. Yeah. You can go get some popcorn and they have the video rental store. Yeah. So, you know, you can see a free movie and hang out at a cool place. 730. 7.30, August 29th, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, there we go. We got our yeah. plug-in. That's I, mean, it's, I mean, yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's free. So it's basically for cast and crew. But it's kind of like... We got to fill some seats. I, I don't, I don't Get care. in there. I don't care who comes. <laughs> yeah, cast and crew. I, I told them. That's, They've seen the movie. Yeah, they were there when you made it. <laughs> so they, they might hate it. They could, they could, they could buy get you. some fresh eyeballs. Yeah, get some people who might like it. Some fresh eyeballs on there. Anyways, that's today's sponsor, yeah. Eating Cars, August 29th. That'll be plugged from now until it Until happens. it happens. Until that's going to be an every goddamn episode, so you better get ready for that one. Um, 
So uh, we saw Single White Female at the Los Feliz 3 uh, in a theater packed full of lesbians. And it was part of Erotic Tuesdays? Erotic Tuesdays. Or erotic 90s Tuesdays. Yes. it was Erotic 90s Tuesdays or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was in, in conjunction with, uh, oh, God, I don't want to get her name wrong. The um, You Must Remember This podcaster. She does. Right. A, she was doing a series on this erotic '90s, and like this, like she programmed every Tuesday. She had one of these movies playing, and she had a good deal of, from Hell ones for sure. So yeah, and <laughs> this film. I didn't know that this film had like a lot of like. I didn't know it was like kind of like a gay story. I yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it, in like with like kind of like newer glasses, I guess you could say. Right. Like, like I, I saw it back in the day. I watched it all the time. I just thought it was a cool thriller with like. Some some sexy ladies being naked and like stabbing each other. Right. But yeah, seeing it with this crowd was kind of eye opening. Yeah, because I only knew it fun. from, uh, I only knew it from Bravo's hundred you know, top one hundred scariest horror movie moments. Oh yeah, the... so I knew nothing for it. <laughs> yeah. So seeing it in a theater full of lesbians was like <laughs> yes. the optimal way <laughs> yes. to see it because yes. there's a lot of like gay subtext throughout the film that yes. you know as like a straight white dude like I don't yeah. fucking know. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> you know like there's a lot of things that just kind of glossed over to you, but the whole theater would start laughing. Yeah, and it kind of like you were able to sort of like piece together what were they laughing at. Yeah, and that happened probably like five or six times. Yeah, through, throughout. throughout the film. Yeah, the first like half of the movie is just like it's just like like a, it was a, the audience just like laughing at things and it's like oh I see I see yeah you're I able to you. piece I it got, together I, got you, like, I, got you. I get why that's, I get you I got you yeah. I get why that's funny it was like it was like getting like a little film education yeah during, yeah during like, the movie I did some research around lesbians I think yeah I get that <laughs> I'm familiar that's, that's with fine. the concept <laughs> that's just fine um, but if you haven't seen Seeing White Film if you're like me and this is your first time seeing it let me give you mm. my favorite description which is the first thing that pops up on Google when I type in the movie nice. uh, having recently split from her fiance. Uh, Sam, Al, uh, blah blah blah. Sam uh, Rousen, is that how you say it? Rousen. Sure. Allison Jones, uh, played by Bridget Fonda. Oh, and her, her Sam Rousen being played by the awesome Stephen Weber. Stephen Wings Weber. I see. I call him Steve. I call him <laughs> Stephen. He read all of it to me. Oh yeah. <laughs> through forty-eight hours of audiobook right. Weber. Stephen. He Stephen. He was in the TV. Shining. Weber. Yeah. Weber. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, he was in The Shining where the hedge hedge monsters came to life, Weber. Yes. That's that's all. Every time I mention him, I'm going to put in like a, something from one of his films in. Um, so Sam Rousen, played by Steven Weber. Allison Jones, played by Bridget Fonda, who I named my car after because my first ha- car was a gold Honda that I called Jane Honda. Then I got my new one, and I called it Bridget Honda. But it didn't really stick, so now we call it the Girls Royce. <laughs> so, But Bridget Fonda was there. Um, <laughs> welcomes her new roommate, uh, Hedra Carlson, played by Jennifer Jason Lee. The young woman click- quickly forms a bond, but as Allison starts to rethink her engagement, Hedra, am I saying that right? Hedra? I think it's Hedra, yeah. Hedra, Hedra grows jealous and hostile. As Allison learns new details about her roommate's life, Hedra gets violent in her efforts to get Sam out of the picture. With Hedra turning more menacing by the minute, Allison finally understands what she's up against. And sexy. This movie, she becomes terrifying and sexy, terrifying and sexy. And this this movie had no right being as funny as it was, like yeah. with how bold Jennifer Jason Lee's character is. Yes. Like there's a scene where uh, uh, um, Bridget uh, Bridget and uh, Stephen are having their, their you know the relationship. They're talking, and then Jennifer Jason Lee like comes like to the frame of the door wearing like just underwear yeah, and, and acting acting and like, like it's a, totally yeah and like a bathrobe open right to, to see boobies. <laughs> No, she took a call, 
Remember, Bridget Fonda takes a call and she comes back and here's Jennifer Jason Lee talking to the boyfriend. And yeah, she sees her standing in the doorway, like in her underwear and like a robe, just wide open, just like, just like being a little home wrecker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did not, I did not expect that. Um, so, so you saw the movie when it first came out. Mm, yes. How was it seeing it at the Los Feliz 3? You know, did it grow on you? Did it remain the same? Had you seen it more times than just the one? Yeah, I used to, I, I used to watch it all the time. Oh, it's really? One of my favorites, yeah. Also, it's like a favorite favorite. Yeah, like like in watching it, I haven't watched it in a while. I'm watching it in the theater, I was like, I know all of this still, and I think it still holds up. Like before, I was like, I was like, well, maybe it might be cheesier than I remembered or whatever. But no, right. it's like it still holds up. I mean, I find it funnier, sure. Right. And yeah, but like it's still it still holds. It's still a great film. What well made? Like I don't know. It's like what made it like one of your favorites? I mean, I think it's. I think. I mean, I like. Jennifer Jason Lee a lot, right? I always have, and she and her and Bridget Fonda. I like Bridget Fonda a lot too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was like a 16, 17 year old boy, so it's like these two ladies constantly getting naked, and right. The helps that it's a great movie too, like kind of this thriller movie. I don't know, like I like the stuff at the end where they fight. Mm-hmm. The fighting stuff is great. I mean, it just it kind of like clicks all the boxes for me as a young young man, right? In the 90s. How about now? Like when you when we rewatched it, did anything like what hit different? I think it's just like it's so well done. It's like you know all the beats that are coming, right? But they're done so well. It's done in such a well way. You don't mind that you kind of see where it's going. Yeah, you know it's going the entire time for the most part. Yeah, the that I felt that when we were watching it, and it was it was one of those things where. It knew that you knew the dance moves on the floor. Yeah. But they were going to execute each one of those steps perfectly. Yes. Whereas other films, they would sort of lead you, you know where they're going, and then something's not done real well. Whether the mm. effects are okay, maybe it's shot, or yeah. you know, not bad, or maybe the acting's not great. This film doesn't have any of those yeah. those problems. Like when it when the thing that you think is going to come up comes up, mm. they show up. Yes. I think, I think it's one of those movies where, like, if you'd seen it in the 90s, you might think it was just kind of – kind of a dumb thriller or kind of dumb thriller but like watching it now you're kind of like oh it's i think it's smarter than it's given credit for i also I think it, i think it's i think it knows what kind of movie it is and it does it really well and it's also kind of mind-blowing to think that this movie came out in like 1992 mm-hmm. because like even like in the early nights i mean even up to like the early aughts like you know like it was crazy to have like you know, like Rosie O'Donnell and shit like that. Like yeah. <laughs> Ellen said she was gay and yeah. they canceled her show. Yes. And the fact that this movie went so hard in the paint and just didn't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> like when you watch it now, you was like, how did anybody not know? But like people didn't know. They really didn't. I don't think they did. I don't oh, think my. I ever did. Like, like <laughs> I never thought it was as, as I mean, as gay as it is. You know what right. I mean? Like watching it now, I was like, Oh shit. This is like, it's very uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like it's very like, very, like I don't know, a gay themed movie, which is like fantastic. And it's just like, oh, okay, it's, it's working on different levels, which is nice. Yeah, it's not just like this weird. I mean, I guess you could say the mental, the mental health of Jennifer Jason Lee in the movie, like the kind of mental problems. Right. That might be a little like problematic. Right. But I, I didn't think it was that bad. They don't really say that what's wrong with her. Right. She might have had. I think she had issues, and they just never kind of. There's a lot for you to like. Yeah, come up with yourself without yeah. them like saying something kind of awful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? They didn't go so far to say, "Oh, it's because of this." 
Yeah. They just kind of like hint at a lot of stuff that she just had problems. The movie, <clears throat> like visually, it looks. Again, it has no right to look as good as it does. Again, it has this like you know, and there's no other way to like say that sound douchey, but it just has that like really good looking film analog feel. 90s sheen yeah that polished 90s whatever that is it, but it's polished but like they're also like it feels a little rough it feels a little oh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. feels a little dirty like yeah. I, they were just playing like jumanji the other day and like i saw like <laughs> and I, I don't know there's like there's just there's a there's a and i don't know if, if we saw it on 35 yeah we did yes. okay so that definitely helps like there's just like a texture to it that's yeah. like it's like it's, it's gripping yeah because you can kind of hear it too so yeah i hear the film it's like during the quiet moments you can hear it rattling like going through the projector which i think helps yeah and so like what's weird is and this is a completely different movie but we uh we re- recently rewatched. um it was a straight to streaming service of a book called the hating game mm. um the movie's really well done like i actually read the book it's a rom-com yeah. it's really well done for <laughs> and we could we were looking we were watching it and we couldn't find the budget anywhere yeah, yeah. of like how much is because normally like they can you can t- find it but i cannot find anywhere mm. where the budget was for the hating game but it's a really really well done version of um of a rom-com book and they you know they cut out the appropriate things but then they still do a lot of the other things great mm-hmm. and i think it's a really underrated movie like what's rom-com it, what's it on? What's it on? I, I don't know what so we bought it on apple oh, okay. tv like the day like the midnight it came out because like alex was so excited and I, <laughs> i'd read the book and i was like okay yeah I'll, you know we'll, we'll, have, we'll make, make this a thing yeah. um it's really really well done but it has, and it was also shot during the COVID stuff. So that definitely, yeah, yeah. there's no other way around it. That puts a damper on it. But there's like this digital look from it that yeah. it doesn't, it, there's like, for some reason, it's not like as visually gripping. But like mm-hmm. any time, I mean, mm-hmm. we spend a lot of the time in, in the apartment. And like, especially in the beginning when like, you know, she's in the kitchen. And like, I just remember like a lot of like those brown and yellow tones. It just, it, it, it feels like a painting. Yeah. And it's such a gorgeous movie to look at. Yeah, because they always have like light coming through the windows, yeah, like, grimy, grimy windows, and like there's like rust on like the the grates and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just like a great looking movie, and like which I don't think you would see done t- today. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, given as much you know care to it mm-hmm. as you would now, I don't think you would see that that now. No, you wouldn't, and like I don't know why. Like, and it's like that 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 complicated of a story either no but just like it's like a really well done thriller oh i think th- i looked it up too the writer the writer is a, a, a gay writer as well oh okay don roos and he's done some really cool films as well so once i saw that i would i never knew who don roos was when i first saw this but then when i see his name on there now i'm like oh <laughs> that makes more sense a lot of dots are connected yeah because he did this movie called opposite of sex which is a fantastic like like indie film and like it's yeah it's 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 got a bunch of gay characters and it's all about this teacher being gay and it's not it's it's hilarious oh, okay and that makes more sense it's like oh yeah <laughs> it was all there <laughs> yeah it's it was there, there all along i was like oh i see what you're doing um what was cool about it is when we went to go see it i had this hankering and i don't know what it was but for some reason i had this hankering for like wonky-ish 90s scores yes you know what i mean i don't know i don't know if that really describes what i'm thinking but like there's something about these like scores that 
they're not like the best thing in the world, but yeah. they're not bad. Yeah. Seeing white females score, I feel like kind of falls in that category. I think so. Because, and, and, it, and, it, and it's mostly with 90s thrillers. Mm-hmm. They want to have like mm-hmm. the the sound and 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 feel of like a big budget orchestra but they like for some reason they can't like they don't have maybe somehow they, they just don't quite yeah pull it off. but it's still but it's still really good but something feels like it's missing yeah. from it i think seeing white female had that that kind of score and vibe and sound to it yeah you know? yeah if it has like a shortcoming it might be the soundtrack might be a little kind of on the nose a lot but it also but it's it kind al- of like over the top a lot which yes. is like again it's just like yeah i can but that's that, that 90s. <laughs> yeah. it, it's weird because, like, is it weird? Is it misplaced? Okay, a little bit. But, like, it has that 90s thriller charm. Mm-hmm. You know? And oh, I, yeah. I, it, it, like, I mean, how do you describe that 90s thriller's charm? I don't know. It's like it's like a, like a slickness. There's, like, a slick 90s. Because it was, it was, like, MTV. You mean, like, Jerry, uh, was it Jerry Bruckheimer and Don Simpson? They were doing their movies, Top Gun, Days of Thunder, all that stuff. Right. So, so there was always like a, some sort of like kind of weird slickness that everybody was looking for in those movies. Right, everything's wet. Yeah, you know I mean that type of thing. It feels when you were saying, but this that. guy, but this guy, the guy who did it was oh, Babette Schroeder. I forget where he's from. Is he hung- Hungarian? Maybe. Okay. Maybe he's French. I forget what the. Greek, maybe I don't know. <laughs> he's, he's he's a foreign guy, so like like when foreign directors come to the United States and make kind of like American movies, he's an Iranian-born Swiss film director. Wow, okay. So he's got a little. He, he pops up in Wes Anderson movies a lot. Oh, does he? Yeah, as like a character. Oh, that's really funny. But like he had like like when you see one of these guys make like an American movie, they always have like a weird kind of like just like a quirk to it. That's not quite right. Like it's a, it's a it's a slick movie, but then there's like a little like. Babette Schroeder in there. There's um who was what nominated for an Oscar the year before? Oh, like Reversal of Fortune was this big like Oscar movie, and then the next he follows it up with Single White Female. I never. You don't see anybody do that anymore either. I know. <laughs> like, like just do like your Oscar movie, just do a strip, just like '90s thriller. That's pretty bad. About ladies stabbing each other. Yeah, no, it's funny. I'd never even heard of the film he was nominated for, but I. Heard of single white female? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing too. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, as I'm looking it up right now, it's a uh, 53% on Rotten Tomatoes and uh, 44% audience score, so it's bullshit. even worse. So I think that's that's awful. But when you were describing that, <laughs> like, what is that 90s thriller like mm. charm? And like when you were when you're talking, the word that popped in my mind that this film was like it felt very earnest. Like, yes. like it felt oh, like yes. they were really. Try, they weren't trying to half-ass anything. No. Like, they showed up. They, they weren't trying to wink at the camera. No. Everything was just, like, straight up. Yeah, they played it They played it straight. Yes. And, and, and there was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. No. And I think that is one of the ingredients to that 90s thriller charm where it's just, it's just we're going to give it everything we have. We might not have the budget. Or maybe they <laughs> yes. did. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I don't. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe they did. But it doesn't matter. They could they, – they could go without it, yes. But they're still gonna try. It was before the kind of like the, like the scream, self-referential type stuff, right? Before that, everything was just like deadly serious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like everything, like all the movies that we're gonna watch are like kind of deathly serious about their subject. Even though it's like a tenant, like Michael Keaton won't leave your apartment. <laughs> like that's the Pacific Heights is like, what do we do? <laughs> you know, it's just like it's like deadly, ser- deadly serious. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was about. Um, because we, we just wrapped up doing the Evil Dead 
Rise episode, and we were talking, we were comparing that to the Evil Dead 2013, and I think mm. that is what 13 was hitting on. Yeah, it's just like it takes itself so seriously. Very, very serious. Because I started rewatching it, and I watched like the first 20 minutes, and it's like deathly serious. <laughs> like, right. it's like even it's a, it's like Diablo Cody written. It's like, it's about like helping his sister, and like her friends are helping her like withdraw from drugs. Right. And that's like, and I, it, the funny thing is, like, I, I was trying to figure out what that movie does right and i thought like with characters i was like well i think it's the 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 one who's like the junkie she's the one who survives right all the ones who think they're smarter than her get their ass like get their asses handed to them right because of the the doctor the teacher her brother like like the other you know the doctor's girlfriend or the boyfriend's right you know girlfriend and it's like and it's something like that is kind of like might have been missing as well from the new one that makes sense kind of like some sort of commentary right um so i gotta yeah. ask in in <laughs> bravo's top 100 scariest horror movie moments their their big scene mm-hmm. um was the when they go they go out shopping and they go to the hair salon <laughs> their haircuts yeah and bridget fonda the whole movie is just rocking this really awesome like just short red hair mm-hmm. very recognizable it's very her kind of like a bob yeah no one else has it no you could pick her out in a crowd of a million people yes easily yes. and then and then janet jason lee comes out jennifer jennifer jason lee jennifer J- oh, think how of, dare you yeah no jamie jamie lee curtis's mother was in this movie janet lee, janet lee she came down she screamed and then tony curtis came <laughs> and it was a family <laughs> it was a whole thing the whole thing uh comes down rocking the red hair yes did that scene still hold up for you as like the pivotal oh shit actually i think that's one of her lines she goes what the fuck i think she's what the fuck yeah yeah <laughs> i think no i think she like, i think she does like a like a thing line you gotta be fucking kidding me. i think she says that yeah i think she does like a thing you gotta be fucking kidding me i don't think so i don't think it's that scary right i mean i don't think i ever did right i mean it's more of just like a ooh, like this is happening yeah i think yeah. when she's like she has more scary moments i think too right the dog the dog stuff is very kind of disturbing let's talk about it this movie and i was thinking about this the other day is like i think a lot of directors now unless you're doing like really 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 low budget horror films are starting to shy away from killing the animals yeah yeah. because like a lot of people now (laughs) like really love animals (laughs) they really love their animals so like when a movie does it like it, it, it it's always i think it's always been cheap yeah you know there's a couple cases where sure it's it's fine whatever yeah but for some reason, I don't know why, it's the most adorable little dog in single white female. That I mean, technically, you don't know that she did it. Yes, they, she never did say that she did it. Yes, but, but 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 I think that's where they kind of get away with it. Was like kind of like, well, because it's still been the boyfriend's like shoddy work. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he said he was gonna fix it, and he kind of put like a thing over it, and that was it. And he's not really trustworthy. No, you know, he's, he's sleeping around, sleeping around. He's kind of a schlub. Yeah. But like they do kill like the most adorable puppy. Yeah, I mean you don't see it. No, at all. No, and but what's awful though? This is the thing is like for some reason I hate when movies do it. For some reason I was like I was still I was still really sad that they did this mm. because like what's assumed that someone may or may not have done. Yes, is that dog fell from like the top floor and that is so like awful. You seen a dog tumble like yeah. And you know, Jen, or, uh, Bridget Fonda comes comes around, and there's a crowd, and they're like, "Oh my God, this dog's you know dead." So, horror movies, you know, they 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 kill the dog, they kill the cat. You hear it, you know, barking and howling, mm-hmm. and the cat, you know, meowing and you know, 
yelling and yeah, scratching yeah. at you. This you don't. This one you just discover that it's dead. Mm. So it still sucks because it's a cute ass dog. Yeah. It's dead, but at least you didn't have to hear the death or see it or, or see it or see, yeah see her killing it or plotting to kill it. She just kind of like is kind of a little mean to it after a while because it was supposed to like bring them together, yeah, roommates, and like it didn't really. So no, she, I think the worst is worse than that is when she's watching TV and she kind of like kicks the dog away oh yeah she kind of like shoes him away but like kind of like pushes kicks him that's more like oh don't do that yeah she like you see the dog like you, you, she scooches the dog yeah she kind of like <laughs> lifts it a little bit yeah you know like you could oh, she, you could tell that she's like when they were filming it see like she doesn't want to hurt the dog, hurt the but dog. like they have to sell it yes. <laughs> right. i mean the whole i think i, I think the whole theater kind of like oh yeah like, uh, yeah. like they felt bad for yeah. the for the for the pooch no that that was she is a good can we talk about how great she is as a villain She's great. She's so good. Like conniving. Yes. The whole way. Because once she's like turns, like there's a point where she just like turns. It's like she's she's playing on murdering. No, she's playing on taking Bridget Fonda with her. Right. But using her money and this and that. It's just like she's just planning the shit out of stuff. Yeah, she just like goes into full like like creeper mode. Like it's like and and that's what I'm excited about with um. Uh, with this series, the From Hell series is mm-hmm. it's a, it's a it's a like a subcategory of villain. Mm-hmm. It's not your Freddy Krueger, you know. It's not some giant monster. It's just like mm. a person. Like how much <laughs> can a person yeah. who who's not and, and, you know granted you know uh, Jennifer Jason Lee in this one like she is killing people right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't but it doesn't present itself like it's this big slasher film because it's not. No. It's this weird cat and Michael Keaton from what I know again. Both these movies being on Bravo's countdown. Funny enough, I never. I don't think I made really? that. Con- yeah, right. yeah, because that's how I know Pacific Heights, and that's how I know single white, oh, yeah. single white female. It's an. I think it's an interesting place to put like a good villain. Mm. Yeah. You know, and and you kind of feel sympathy for Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah. A lot of times you're just kind of like, well, Bridget Fonda, you were kind of. I don't know. She's, right. She's needy, but you you were kind of a dick to her too. Like you kind of like, because like at one point she's like. Before she moves in, Jeffrey Jason Lee's like, "There's no chance that you're gonna get back with your boyfriend, right? Because I don't want to get stuck in the middle of this." And Bridget Fonda's like, "No, no, we're done." Well, lo and behold, the boyfriend comes back, and she's stuck. You know, Jeffrey Jason Lee's like, "Got has to move out now." And she's like, "See, I told you, you, I knew this was gonna fucking happen." And you're kind of like, "I kind of like, I kind of feel for you there." She's like, "Have you seen Wings?" Yeah, have you seen? <laughs> like, you, you would seen, do the same. <laughs> have you seen the the TV show The Shining? It's really good. <laughs> it's got do the do the mont do the lions and the hedge maids come to life? Yeah, they do. Okay, yeah. I'm in. Mick Harris. <laughs> yeah, ever heard of him? <laughs> ever heard of him? He likes his neon lights. Uh, he does. <laughs> um, Stephen Weber. I mean, we talked about him a little bit because like mm-hmm. we seem to have a little Stephen Weber fanboy club. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be a good T-shirt. I'm part of the <laughs> Stephen, Stephen Weber <laughs> fanboy fanboy club. He is great as the sleazy boyfriend. Yeah. And he's a snack. Yeah, he's, all, he's all over it. He's all over. He's got his long this is, hair. Because this is like post. This is like post wings too. I think he's feeling it. So you remember from like TV show, and you see this guy like making out with Bridget Fonda and like butts and stuff. Yeah, there's he's like wow, dude. Butts the mu- the musical. Yeah, he's like going for it. Um, but yeah, he's really good as like. No, I I thought I thought that he was great, and there was also um, uh, the neighbor. I think he was the upstairs neighbor. The, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was great too. Uh, played by uh, I can never say his name. It's Stefan. 
Toblowski. Oh no, that's that's the that's the boss. Oh, the dickhead boss. Oh, Steve, Stephen Toblowski. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about the dickhead boss. <laughs> yes, because he's 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 the one guy's like he's like basically like an attempted rapist who kind of saves her right. at the end, kind of like helps her escape a little bit, which is as a kind of a weird kind like, of confusing, con- which is a weird, weird concept. confusing for the modern audience. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird thing to be like, wait, this rapist is gonna like hopefully save her. Like that's where she's a. Uh, she put all her eggs into this guy's basket. Yeah, um, <laughs> I mean he gets murdered, which is fine. He does. He he does get. He does. Get but you're like rooting for this guy to like. <laughs> but at the same time, you're like, no, you fucking suck. I was like, it's like get free, get her free. Well, I mean, maybe but, shoot him too. Yeah, like he end his life. Yeah, maybe he's the worst. There is a um, a, a a thing that they keep talking about or showing in the movie was how the um the voices travel through the vents. Yes. What do you, yeah. you think of that? I love that. I love that conceit of the vents, '90s vents. Yeah, everyone. It's always the vents. Yeah, you can hear the neighbors arguing. Yeah, and at some point, I think the movie does it kind of early, showing mm. some stuff with with the vents. Yeah, because like the boy, like she goes upstairs to commiserate with her her neighbor about the about Sam leaving. Yeah, and at the end, she's she's like, oh. Something about like sound travels, and she's like, he's like, yeah, I, you know, I hear things, and she's like all embarrassed because like, she's heard, yeah, she's heard, he's heard them having sex or whatever. So then she tapes them up. Like at some point, she tapes them up or something. And then later on, it ends up getting some very important information relayed. (laughs) Yes, relayed through it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 later on to talk about the the events. Yeah, I there's there's things that this movie does like that where they. It ha- it has good payoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good like setup payoff type of movie. It's a it's a it's like a classic thing which is done really well. Yeah, and it's the, not just like shoehorned in, kind of like remember this. Yeah, <laughs> it'll come back later. It wasn't it wasn't a cheese grater. Um, no. <laughs> the ending though mm-hmm. of this movie, so so it plays so if it, it, it plays like your 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 standard bolt action '90s thriller. Yes, the roommate comes in. Things start to spin out of control. Mm-hmm. They get worse and worse and worse, and it and then it escalates. Now I think, and I've only seen it once. That one time and at that beautiful theater where the let me get real close to the mic. Where the popcorn mm. is so good, I think it rivals the New Beverly. And I'll say this: I'm going record. Better cherry coke. Yeah, I think the the cherry coke large popcorn combo is best yeah and i think the cherry coke of the Los feels three a lot a lot fuzzier mm-hmm. a lot fuzzier i just when we went to go see scarface and i took a sip mm. didn't i didn't get that that fizzle Oof. you know no. i mean i did a little bit but, yeah. but not like at this place yeah um i mean unless it's flat cherry coke oh then you would then you'd, it's fantastic <laughs> i can't really go wrong <laughs> no. watered down by ice still it's, it's, it's so fine. still good um but the ending is seeing white female mm. it was almost an entirely <laughs> different movie yeah like the last like last act it completely <laughs> like it just was, goes unhinged yeah yeah because it's like spends like a bunch of time of jeffrey jason lee preparing to like escape with bridget fonda or like preparing to kill bridget fonda mm-hmm. in this apartment and just like do this do this and she leaves comes back and it's like yeah and she's like just stuck and it becomes like a survival thriller and then it goes to the basement it goes there. to the base yeah it's like she escapes eventually jeffrey jason lee but you find escapes and they have a fight, like shoots and like they, they go into an elevator. They, they go into an elevator and fight, go down all the way down to the basement, fight into the hallway, fighting. almost old boy style. She gets like a, 
like a like a meat hook, but was it was it something else? It it's, was. It's like a meat hook, but it's not a meat hook. Right. I forget what it was from. It might be for the coals for the fire. Yeah. It's like a like a like a to stoke the coals. Or yeah. So she's walking through the hallway with that. Jeffrey Jason Lee's walking through, like he's like scraping it on the wall. It's almost like a horror movie at this point. The screaming. She's like, "I'm not gonna hurt you." Come out. <laughs> and she's like slamming it against the wall. Yeah, and then that's basically it. Stab. stab and then she stab. gets stabbed, stab, stabbed, and that's. Yeah, she stabs it with a screwdriver, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, the screwdriver from the elevator that was set up. That. Oh yeah, because it was you like need a, the, you need the screwdriver to open up the. It gates. was like a rickety little situation. Yeah. yeah Again, she, they had that payoff. If they gave it to you, they were gonna solve it. Yeah. It didn't seem like it was like, look at this. Yeah, it was just a, it was just a little off. Oh, you gotta jiggle this yeah, thing. Yeah. Then you're up on your way and it ends up being the thing that saves your life from a psycho killer. Yes. I like the, I like the moment when she's preparing, though, and she goes down to the basement and she's throwing away all the clothes and stuff. And oh, she yeah. gets into the suitcase. Oh, yeah. And she tests the suitcase out to see if she could fit in it for, like, a body. Like, that part is, like, pretty chilling. That is. Because she pops, pops the suitcases and she pops the suitcase out in the basement because they got all this, like, stuff that people have left. And she pops out this like suitcase, opens it up, and Jefferson like, like crawls into it to see if she can fit in it, just to test it. And then she grabs it and goes upstairs. I was like, that, that's, I like that. That's a great moment. That is because um, because without saying what's going to happen, it's like oh shit. <laughs> like like it, it, you don't have they don't have to say nothing. Everything's nah. there. There's, although although Jefferson Lee is about a foot smaller than very, Bridget Fonda. Very so. small. She's a very tiny lady. I don't know if she's going to fit in there, but um, there was actually. Uh, forget what it was but it was one of alex's like little murder shows mm. she likes to watch you know true crime and there was one where a guy went to like a sears or macy's some kind of store department yeah. store and he's like comparing the sizes of suitcases and then he has like people are just walking past this guy just thinking it's this guy shopping for suitcases and mm. then at one point in time he has two of them out and he's kind of like i think i'll go with the one a little bit bigger have a little more room and the whole time you, it's yes. doing with single white female did you like he is playing and i think he that one sucked because I think he did shove someone into a suitcase. So, yes, so it sucks and it sucks when it doesn't happen in a movie and it sucks yes. when it happens in, in, <laughs> in real life. Um, no, I think this movie was uh, to kickstart the From Hell series. I think this is, I, I don't know, in your opinion, is Single White Female like the gold standard of the blank From Hell series? Uh, it seems to be one of the first ones people talk about. Yeah, so it's it's one of the ones where like I think they really like kind of perfected the formula for sure. Okay, probably before I don't know, I'm not sure what came before it. What came after? I think Pacific Heights is after. I think right. Okay, and the Hand That Rocks the Cradle might be after as well. But yeah, I'm not sure if, if what was before it. Honestly, I'll have to look do some research. I'll have to look and see see what the first one. is. But yeah, I think I feel like that's that's the one where like they kind of perfected it. Okay, so do you think that we've hit the top? Probably. <laughs> i mean the hand of cradle is pretty good too okay I'd, i'll be interested to watch that one too because i used to watch that one all the time as well, as well okay i just like those types of movies i was really into like those types of thrillery movies i was kind of getting into like m- wanting to write so i always thought those types of movies were oh, that's the a movies. great place I, to start i wanted too. to kind of like write these weird thrillers and like, i always just like basically like they're, and they're, they're basically like paint by numbers almost right it's like a diehard it's like we'll put it here exactly there's not one point which, which is cool it's, it's it's fun to do it's like to write one of those is not hacky or anything it's just like you just plug it in and see what you right. can do with it yeah i think it's really cool because that's the thing is like we've mentioned before saying white female is like you know exactly where it's going mm-hmm. but like it works it's just like how they do it yeah and some some people are more sloppy about it but 
I think this one's the does it in kind of a smart way. Well, next up on the docket is Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Pacific Heights? Yeah, Pacific Heights. <laughs> Whichever one's next. Yeah, I don't know. Which, well, sure. We can flip, we can flip a coin. I think I, I'm excited for either one of them, to be honest. We'll see which one's next year-wise, maybe. Oh, yeah. Because that might be good. Though. Yeah, see where see where we're at. <laughs> um, bookend it. Yeah, we'll bookend it. We'll bookend <laughs> it like that. And I'm curious to see. So for the people, for the people listening, if you're still tuned in, uh, I'll post a little thing on Instagram where we can start taking a tally of what blank from hell movie yeah to watch. I'm really I'm really curious. So we we already have the roommate. We're gonna have the tenant. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have the what were we saying like the the babysitter slash nanny. Yeah yeah nanny right. from right. hell. So yeah. whatever whatever from hell you can put in there. Like we're mm-hmm. I'm game. I'm down down for almost any of them. I think it'll be interesting too to, to start picking out what are the tropes as well. Ooh, I didn't really think of that until just now, but I was like, well, I think if we give a second movie, we'll be able to kind of that. I will think about that while we watch the next. Yeah, one. Yeah, next one will be like, okay, we hit. We'll, we'll compare it to single white female. Like, okay, they hit this one. They hit this one. They hit. This and we one. could then we could really start to compare and contrast, like who hit this note. Yeah, yeah. Better yeah. or or worse. I mean, I don't know how we you know. Or like which what, what, yeah which part of the tropes are not good. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's gonna be a really fun way to, to. So yeah, it's usually a motivation. I think backstories are always a little fishy. Right. They're always just like, well, he doesn't. I'm like, oh, man. he's <laughs> crazy. Thing. He's me. Yeah, it's like, oh, he's doing it. Oh, she's doing it because of this. But we'll have to see. Because single white female is a good one because because it's like it's just like hinted at. Right. Oh, this is exciting. Okay, so yeah. Okay, I like this. All right, so the next one will either be the Hand of the Cradle or Pacific Heights. Mm-hmm. My gut says probably Pacific Heights. I think so. Does that we, that feel good? Okay, so well, that that'll be the next one for the listeners to look forward to. Pacific Heights, Hand Rocks the Cradle, then the viewer's choice. Maybe Lady Man, Lady. Oh yeah. And then we'll see what. Yeah, whatever they vote for. Yeah, whatever they vote for. Viewers, viewers' choice. Okay, well, if you like this episode, let us know via five star review on iTunes. Follow us there. Uh, you can also, if you want to, put your vote there. Mm-hmm. And just stay it, just throw it out there. If you vote, actually, if you want to, you can vote there and on the Instagram stories. You can vote twice. Oh wait, one more time, one more thing. Oh, single white female. Because of this movie, it's it's almost like a trope in itself. Like as a single white female, like people are described as single white female, oh. like as like a roommate from hell. That's right. People have used that exact phrase because of of this, this movie. movie. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't really that big of a term until. As this movie, that's pretty badass. So it's, it's also a thing. It's like, well, you wouldn't have that type of kind of like phrase, especially that. when you live in like a big city. Yeah, and, and you know, you know, some people who have roommates are like, oh, yeah, you got a single white female. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah, a single white exactly. female. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I think we've all had a single white female. Exactly. See, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at some point in time <laughs> in our lives. Yeah. Uh, so let us know if you have. <laughs> anyway, that'll be that'll be a fun. One. Let us know if you've had a single white female yeah. situation. Yeah. And uh, until next time, stay scary, watch a bunch of horror movies, and we'll see you next week on the next Blank from Hell. Tenet, the Tenet from Hell. Tenet, probably. If we watch Tenet in Hell. Tenet. <laughs> in Hell. It's not Tenet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I keep getting that confused. Okay, until next time, stay scary, watch a bunch of horror movies. Talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. May I have your attention, please? They're coming to get you, Barbara. I, I don't know what... Horror. Something even more terrible than you. Oh, no.